0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Teacher Takeaway podcast. We are in Season 2, Episode 11, and this week we are looking at a day in the life of a teacher. I am joined in this episode by the wonderful Beck West. Hello, everyone. James Gray.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us once again.
0: And Aaron Johnston.
1: Welcome back.
0: And making a nice little cameo appearance for the first time in a while is my little sidekick, Stella. Stella! Stella. <laughs> and I am one of your co-hosts, Alice Viggers. Our inquiry question for this episode is how do we as teachers manage and structure our time effectively? I'm really looking forward to today's chat it's going to be going to be a good one as we unpack what it is that our days kind of look like give you a sense of what we do and how we function throughout our school days let's get started with one around routines what are the routines that we have in place to make sure that we are successful to set ourselves up for success james What's well,
1: I, my first routine is making sure I've got my alarm set. So that's that's a key <laughs> routine. A one? Just one. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But with yeah, uh, the consistency of the time that I get up every day. So that's my first routine, getting up at the same time every day. Also with my preparation with food, I make sure that I've done that the night before because often I can be a canteen crusader otherwise. And that that's not always a positive. <laughs> thing to be doing so making sure that my food's done the night before second of all the oh not second of all sorry third routine is coffee every morning to start my day Mm. i support absolutely support my local business i could probably be saving money um, each day but i like supporting (laughs) my small business and getting my nice little treat of a coffee next of all when i i get in in the day i guess my routine is checking my emails i get in very early Um, sometimes we're all different. Some of us like staying back. Some of us like taking our work home, different things. But I like getting in very early before everyone gets there, just so I can set myself up by going through my emails. Um, And my last kind of consistent routine without going into detail of my day, which we'll discuss um, later in the episode, is at the end of each day, I've got an accomplishment list, also known as a to-do list. But I also make sure at the end of that day coming into the next day it's in order of what I need to do to get done so it's visible sometimes when we've got so many things that are going through our heads and so many things that change on a daily basis I can always refer to that to know what I need to get done that day or what I'm striving for so there's some of the the routines that I that I have each week to help me Um, be successful. But also I mentioned in our end of term reflections in the previous episode, something that I'm going to be striving for is in my mornings, that alarm is going to be getting set a little bit earlier because I want to get back into physical activity in the morning before going into work. Um, Because I found previously when I was able to do that, um, the positive kind of health aspects from um, me feeling positive and feeling good, but also for, for my health as well. So that's something I'll be aiming for is a routine as well of physical exercise before work. So there's some of my routines, Alice.
2: In, nice. in the colder months doing it earlier. I know. Oh no. earlier.
1: Oh no. Optimism. Oh I'm optimistic and I look forward to reporting back to you at the end of term two mm. about yeah. how this will, how this routine and goal
0: went. We, <laughs> we will definitely it. check back in on that, James. <laughs> <laughs> you are brave doing it in the colder months, that's for sure. I really like the, the accomplishment at the end of the day that, you know, setting yourself up, right, here's the things that I need to get done tomorrow or, you know, over the course of the week or whatever it is. I really like that idea and I think I'm going to take that away. I've got my takeaway already. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Personally,
1: for me, Alice, it was more of a mental thing too because we all have things that we need to do. But if I refer to it from a mental perspective again over the mind, an accomplishment list because I am achieving these things rather than going, I'm ticking something off. Well, I'm accomplishing something. I just think from a mental side, it's interesting how you look at it or, or, or how you go about it
0: yeah and i like that you kind of it's almost like that you get it all out you get it down on the paper and you can just then walk away knowing yep it's, it, it's there i've recorded it i'm not going to forget it not gonna be thinking about it all night That's it. yeah like it
2: beck what kind of routines do you have in place i'm i'm not the best morning person so yeah coffee is part of my routine as well however my coffee is uh just before I get to work so uh, I have my alarm as well and I am prone to hitting the snooze button so uh, as we go into the colder months and now that daylight savings has changed again um I know I need to set a slightly earlier alarm because sometimes I will just literally sit on the side of the bed like Trying to wake up.
1: Motivate yourself. Find where
2: where I'm going. Um, I, I keep my Fitbit next to my bed. And so my morning routine is like, yeah, turn off the snooze, see if I can pull myself out and put the Fitbit straight on. Because I find that this sounds so dumb, but I find that fumbling in the dark to try and get it on. Wakes me up. It makes makes my brain get into gear a little bit because I find it doesn't work and I have to force myself to open my eyes and get the Fitbit on my wrist. So that's kind of part of my way that I wake up and then, you know, uh, you know, get my daughter ready who now comes with me because she goes to high school near where I work. So now I have to be a little bit more accountable for not being late because otherwise she'll be late to school as well. So that gets us going in the morning and then I stop at my local Macca's. I've got the mac my Macca's app so it tracks my coffee so I get my 3-6 <laughs> coffee and I get a coffee uh, just before dropping her off at school and going into work. So I know that when I'm in there in the morning, um, you know, I've, I've usually got the coffee in hand and it's the whole Check what's happened this morning, at the who's who in the zoo, and everything. So um, that I think those little things, having that routine in the morning, I feel like if I dropped one of those things away, I would lose my momentum for the day. It just sort of it keeps me in that routine. So that once I'm at work, I've had that sort of half hour uh, drive to work to sort of get myself woken up and remind myself, you know, what's going on for the day. And I check in with my daughter. What have you got on today? What have we got on this afternoon? And we touch base for what's on for the afternoon because sometimes my sons will have therapy sessions or I might have a late staff meeting or she might be having a study session with her friends that afternoon. So that morning part, we're reminding ourselves what's going on for the day so that the afternoon we're not like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about that. So that helps us get set up for the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, nice. Some nice routines there. What about you, Aaron?
3: Um pretty similar to all of you. I think you've covered most of them. Um, the only other thing I would add to James's list of things I do the day before is get my clothes ready. Mm. Um, I, us- I usually like to pick something I don't have to iron because that is something I absolutely <laughs> hate. Yeah. Um, but if I do have to iron it, I'm definitely doing it the night before because it ain't happening six o'clock in the morning so, so yes get myself sorted in the the night before with my clothes get them all out ironed ready to go same as James do
1: the lunch get the alarm set and pack the bag so that's something I can learn from you Aaron because I'm ironing my shirt every morning <laughs> I, I say to myself I'm going to transition make that a <laughs> Sunday habit and do five shirts and, but every morning I've got the iron turned on after the shower so I try to buy that. things that
2: just don't need to be ironed. Um, yes, I no. hate ironing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have a, yeah. actually, that you mentioned lunch. I have a <laughs> lunch, like a note that I fold in the um, door. So as I go out the front door, there's a note sticking out that says lunch. So I don't forget to go back to the fridge and
3: grab it. (laughs) I've done that before. And um, I'm a bit like you, Beck. So there's two two mornings a week where I take our youngest to daycare. So that sort of helps me stick to my routine because I've got to get her sorted and get out the door. So that helps me to not snooze. I'm a bit of a no snoozer. I'm like, don't hit that button. Pretend it doesn't exist. There is no snooze button. So (laughs) that gets me out of bed
2: it's winter it's always winter for me when it's dark when it's summer and the sun's up i i'm like up and i'm ready to go but while it's still dark my body just says no (laughs) Still will be sleeping Mm. yeah
0: yeah Yeah. i'm like you back i've got multiple alarms i never ever to my best intentions i think yep i'm gonna wake up at whatever the five o'clock alarm is the half past five or whatever and think yep i'm gonna get up i'm gonna do my little bit of yoga and then have breakfast before the kids get up. Do you think I have once even heard that alarm? I, I Every see. morning I get up and it says, you've missed this alarm. And I think, yeah, that's because I didn't <laughs> hear it. Yeah.
1: I could see yeah. a TikTok there or something. Expectations versus reality. Alice. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I will get there one day. <laughs>
3: the, the um, you know, the intention is admirable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> intentions there. I haven't yet achieved that yet.
3: It's a, it's a goal.
0: It's a goal. By the end of the year, that's that's my we hope. Can,
3: we can check in on that one along with James's one as well. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. That can be the next mug. I have admirable intentions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I
1: like
0: that. Yeah, and now I've put it out in that out into the podcast sphere. I'm going to be more accountable. You will be. Yeah. <laughs> What about your day? What does your day look like in your role? In you know, when you were teachers, what does it look like now? Walk us through, Aaron, what your day kind of looks like because you're the only one of us that is still in the classroom, yeah, some sort of you know, couple of day capacity. So, yeah, what does your day look like?
3: So, typical day, even though there is no such thing, um, usually at work, seven ish we'll say seven ish um depends but between usually between seven and 7 30 so at school and then i use that time school starts at eight fifty-five, so most of that time is catching up prep for the day finishing off things from the day before um like you guys were talking i have a little list which i update each day i use google keep for my um to-do list so it's different lists for different you know sections so on my google keep app I've got different ones like classroom one a stage one and then like ones for different sort of areas exec things that I'm um, managing and all of those are sort of in priority order so I get to school check my list I know what I've got to do um, each day because whatever is at the top like James said is sort of like the crucial thing for the day Um, so try and smash those out and then get into the day we've got a couple of mornings a week where we have meetings. So if we've got meetings, I've sort of got from that, you know, time I get there at seven till um, about quarter past eight is when most of our meetings start to get bits and pieces done. And then my three days on class. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm on class. I don't have any RFF, um, which is kind of good because I get three solid days in the classroom, you know, aside from the usual kind of interruptions, but at least I can count on those three days. I can get through sort of the crucial and the critical things um, that I want to do with my kids. And then Thursday and Friday I'm off class. um, And usually the first part of the day, the first two, two and a bit hours I'm in classrooms working alongside teachers. um, Yeah. On different things in their classrooms.
1: How many meetings, this is something I'll be interesting. How many meetings do you have a week that all staff need to attend? So we have a one
3: all staff meeting in the morning which is a communication meeting so we have those on Fridays and then we have an all staff um, well we have TPL which is usually all staff but sometimes it's broken down into different teams or different groups um, and that's one afternoon Um, so that's for everybody and then we've got stage meetings um, on top of that. What's the reasoning
2: for Friday morning? Uh,
3: It's organized for the week, the next week ahead is usually. Yeah. So we usually meet and we're
1: talking about what's happening next week. No, it's. That's interesting, very similar to the the current context that I'm at, but it's to save time now with the communication meeting. So we have our Tuesday afternoon PL. The first 15 minutes is the communication meeting, which is generally a read-only where everyone has the minutes up. Then that transitions into the afternoon PL, and that was implemented from my understanding to save kind of a meeting. Um, And then we've got the stage meetings the day after on the Wednesday, but that rotates between um PLC meetings so uh, there's about six stage meetings in a term and determine three PLC meetings um, that's kind of how about you Becca and Alice how many meetings where all staff kind of have to participate um, within a week in your context
0: we have two in my context so we have a stage meetings on a Monday afternoon and we have a whole staff um, PL meetings on a Wednesday afternoon
2: We've got yeah the two so the communication and the um, afternoon PL. Um, There's there's an expectation around committees. Um, That's not necessarily every single week, but it feels like there are meetings happening every single week. So it's it's something that I think considering we're all in leadership positions, I want to be really mindful of how often teachers are in meetings, either mornings or afternoons, how often in a week, and how much their time is being utilized on sitting in a meeting, Um, I would love to go back to what I used uh, at my previous school where we got rid of the morning communication meeting and we had a morning muster. So every morning we were all in the staff room at 10 to 9 and it was the quick rundown of like quick changes for today, here's what's going on, who are the kids, um, you know, the repeat offenders that have been doing the wrong thing on the playground, like who's on the playground today, keep an eye on Johnny or whatever, that kind of thing. Um, because it meant that we were really on top of all the organization. No one was missing anything from the board that morning. Like, you know, if you've, you've come in late and you run straight to your classroom to do something, there's that expectation you are there, you know, 10, 2 in the morning to see what's on the board. Um, and it meant that you'd, you didn't feel like you lost a morning out of your week to get your communication over. But obviously that comes down Mm. to school culture and what suits everyone really well. That suited the school that I was at. It may not work in my current context, but I I found it worked really well. Yeah. Mm.
0: We send our, like, call them daily announcements, send them out at the 3.40, the end of every day. They go out for the next day around what's what's happening, what's coming up, anything you kind of need to know just to cut down on that admin time in meetings. Mm. Yeah. Stella, Stella agrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, we kind of touched on our next point, which was um, managing before and after school commitments or meetings. Um, and like you said, Beck, I think it's, you know, we need to be really mindful that how, like, you know, teachers' time is very valuable and it's one of the things that we always say we never have enough of um, is is time and so i think we need to be really mindful of what it is that we are putting putting out there i guess in terms of expectation for teachers in terms of meetings and um, you know extracurricular commitments yeah Um, i think
2: it's one of those things like if if it can be an email. Make it an email. Trust, yeah. trust your team. If they're not reading it, that's a whole other issue that you can address in a different way. But like, trust your teachers to to take the information in and do it. Like, really why do we need to sit face-to-face together for, for this particular meeting? Is it because we do need to brainstorm and get all ideas on the table and that requires everyone to be there? That wouldn't work in an email setting, you know? Mm. Or is it just I'm communicating something that doesn't require a response? I'm just letting you know that here's the timetable for blah, blah, and blah. Mm. That can be an email. So um, there's it, it happens a lot, I found, with um, beginning executives, and I've done this myself, is that You feel the need to meet to make sure people are aware you're doing your job. You feel the need to be visible in your leadership and what you're doing. And meetings are a good way of being visible and being able to document that, you know, you're, you're doing the things that you think you're meant to be doing and, um, that's not necessary. You don't have to do that. There's, I don't know of any principal sitting around going, oh, that person's not running enough meetings. They mustn't be doing <laughs> their job. You
3: know,
2: <laughs> I think it's probably an expectation we place on ourselves, or, or we're unsure of how our team, how our team is going. And a meeting is a good way to get everyone together and to do that. Um, but yeah, the, there's a really good um, activity you can do um we sit down and look at your timetable and put everything you do down in a day like literally keep a journal of a week or two weeks and include every single little meeting that you have um for yourself or if you're someone supervising your teachers make a timetable of what your teachers are doing because chances are you'll see your teachers are in a meeting three times a week if they're on like the sport committee They've got their staff meeting and then there's their team meeting as well. That's three afternoons in the week that they've missed out on being able to create good quality resources or programs for their kids. It wasn't mm. necessary.
1: Yeah. And that's a... Oh, sorry, Alice, I cut off the part when Aaron was talking before, but what's a day in the life look like for um, you and Beck When you get to school, what, what's an average day look like at the moment?
0: Um, well, for me... It's you know once I get to school I have my I don't drink coffee so have a <laughs> cup of tea we kind of we kind of congregate in the staff room around the board as you know all of the information around who's away and what are the changes for the day kind of go up on the board so everyone kind of congreg- congregates around and has that bit of a morning chat bit of a morning check in um, and then it's get in check the emails look at my growing to-do list that never seems to shrink <laughs> and, and just get, you know, stuck in and, you know, it could be that I'm out on duty at some point during the day or, you know, touching base with teachers or, um, you know, helping to facilitate PLC meetings. Um, my days are never, ever the same um, except for a Wednesday. Wednesdays are always the same because <laughs> that's, that's our mega meeting day. but. Um, yeah, lots of lots of discussions with data and um, looking at our school improvement plan and looking at our targets, where we are now, where we're going, how we're going to get there. Um, looking at you know how we're going to pay for all the things that initiatives that we've got, <laughs> um, where all that money's coming from, and all that kind of fun
2: finance side of schooling. Um, yeah, what does yours look like, Beck? So usually when I get into my office, um, there is something on my desk that I have left myself from the day before. So I I want to, I don't want, I don't like going in and then going, oh my God, I totally forgot to photocopy those things. And then there's 20 teachers at the photocopier. So whatever is on my desk is usually what's happening first thing that next day. So for example, if I'm teaching in kindy and I've got um, some printouts, a visual stimulus or something uh, for that particular lesson, it's sitting on my desk ready to go. So um, that's also my wake-up reminder of what I'm doing in the morning. Um, when I get there, I open up my uh, daybook, and I keep a daybook much like a teacher would keep a day book. I, I, I use one of the primary teacher planners from Creatal. i'm amazing are their planners? I know, they're so good. Um, And I use the one that has the color coding for each day because I'm a visual person and I need to separate what's going on in my mind. I think we Um, probably have the same (laughs) plan. (laughs) 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 I love that it comes with the tabs down the side as well. So I can just find my way to where I am and it's got like the little bookmarks and everything. So I have the two bookmarks in there. One is for the current week that it's on. And then the bookmark that's at the back is where I'm at with writing notes. So at the back, it has like a section for meeting minutes and things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. So the bookmark is where my next blank section is. So I can flip straight to that and start writing um, meeting minutes, uh, you know, because something something comes up with a parent or, or with a, a teacher. I don't want to be fumbling through my book to find a place. I just want to be able to go flip. Tell me those notes, what's going on. Um, so in my diary uh, is my timetable for the week. I, or I write it out the week before. I have a to-do list down the right-hand side, but that to-do list I then also put across each day when I'm going to try and work on that task. So, for example, if it's a particular data thing, let's say I want to set aside some time to analyse the check-in assessment, Check-in assessment analysis is sitting in my to-do list, but then I've specifically mapped out Wednesday 2 o'clock to try and do it. Try. (laughs) (laughs) Whether I actually do it then or not, um, it may or may not happen, but I found that if I block out and just say admin time, if I'm not specific about it, I always get sidetracked with something else, something else that's come up that I think, oh, my gosh, I need to get that one done. It, It might be more important. It might not, or it might be more important to someone else. I'll try I'll. Get lost in that admin time. So I try and specifically allocate those tasks to certain times to make myself accountable to do it during that time so that I'm not doing it at 10 o'clock at night at home and using too much of my personal time for that. <laughs> I use my personal time to make podcasts with you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So obviously I go in, I look at my day and, uh, and see what's on there. And I've spoken before about how I try and map out five weeks for my timetable to do that. So most mornings I'm in the classroom. So I, it could be kindy, it could be where else I've mapped out. Um, The middle of the day could be a combination of class time or possibly some meetings starting. And then the afternoon is usually when I try and allocate for meetings. When I say afternoon, I mean like two o'clock. That's when I allocate for meetings or admin time. I try and use that because that's when most class teachers are are doing, uh, you know, creative groups or they might be down at our culture room or the library or things like that. Some afternoons I have meetings. I think I've done a better job in recent years of not committing to too many things that require meetings after school um but sometimes it just works out that you've got a full week of meetings sometimes you do sometimes you don't you, you never really know that's the nature of our job but mm. I do like the fact that the nature of our job is never the same day twice
3: yeah that's right
2: yeah oh. this is and, true. and
3: usually never the day we planned on no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do um...
2: manage to get some of those to-do lists ticked off and sometimes yeah. I'm rewriting that thing in the next week <laughs> yeah
3: well, hey I'm um, back on your I like you talking about your timetabling and giving yourself that time. Um, I do a similar thing when it comes to my like release time on my RFF time that's built into my days off class um, on my, I talked about Google Keep. So on my to-do list, they're different colors. And so I usually allocate certain blocks to particular colors. Obviously, if it's if it's not an urgent thing, I go, okay, this block of time I'm going to use to do my classroom to-do list. This block of time is going to be my, you know, instructional leadership to-do list time. So I'm making sure that when I do have the time of class, because it's so easy to just go oh, and put her around and not really do anything. I feel like if I've got those things in my time, Um, my timetable that when that time does come around oh yep okay it's it's those jobs off that that to-do list for the week um Mm. that wasn't in that urgent stuff i had to do at the start of the day um just helps me you know use i find that time that i do get more efficiently
2: do you put um personal things in there as well like i said some of my 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 sons have like therapy appointments i'll make sure that's like in there as well so that I remember I can't insert a meeting in mm-hmm. here this afternoon yep. I've got to be somewhere
3: yep so yes Wednesday afternoons dance pick up gotta be there <laughs>
2: <laughs> can't miss that dance yep. dad so yes
3: yeah that's also in there too um and like I said kids drop off on Thursday and Friday so I'm like oh I won't be at school till say 7 45 because I've got to oh. do drop off I can't you know if I think, oh, I've got plenty of time on that morning to do my bits and pieces. Oh, actually, I don't because my kids got to get to the daycare.
2: Yeah.
0: Beck, you briefly mentioned before about making sure that you know you're allocating time during your working day to get the things that you need to get done done so that you're not using your personal time. How do you manage? Team, your downtime between school and home, so that you're not taking lots of things home with you and and trying to get things done outside of school hours. What is what does that look like for you, James? I know you talked about physical edge you know, being physical and getting active as one of the things that you're trying to do. What does downtime look like for you?
1: For me, downtime. I guess, like I said, I'm in work very early um like where um the school i've started at this year is an 8 30 start so i get in about 6 30 6 45 so about two hours before the day starts so i'm able to use that time first of all to set up for success Um, but in the afternoons i basically leave when i'm happy with everything's done i'm not someone um who likes taking things home i like having that separation of when i'm at school I'm at school with the obvious understanding there's lots of things I do at home with replying to emails some organization of key initiatives I might be leading but I I tend to like to stay if I can at school to finish it there just so in my mind I know when I'm at school this is the work that I'm doing and then when I'm at home again with some exceptions I create that divide because I think it's kind of what Aaron and Beck were talking before about being intentional with their time that they're planning at school and how they use that additional time that they're entitled to. I think it's really important when you're at home, you have that expectation for yourself because if you're bringing that tote tray of books home or if you're bringing that, when do you stop? You know, because us as teachers, our job can never be done. We can always make a lesson better. We can also always provide more feedback. There's always more data to analyse. There's always more to do. But if you never be intentional about setting boundaries, that's when you go down that sneaky old ladder of work-life balancing. You've got no work-life balance. It's all work. You need to be intentional about setting clear guidelines of what you're going to be doing. My clear guidelines are what I do at work is done at work with the understanding that we all do little things at home. hundred percent. I still do a bit at home, but on the most part I stay back or I'm in early to get it done. But that's what works for me. It's going to be different for everyone. Mm.
0: What works for you, Aaron?
1: Yeah, I was, I was going to say the same as what
3: James was saying. Um, I think, you know, one thing that I like to do on my, um, Drive home. I've got a bit of a commute. About half an hour is just, you know, thinking through things from the day so that when I pull up in the driveway, it's like, okay, I thought that one out Um, I can pick it up tomorrow. One other thing I've been doing, which has been fun is carpooling. Um, and so save money on petrol people. Um, I'm lucky that I've got a couple of teachers that live near near me so we take it in turns to to drive and so that's also good having a bit of extra time like that 30 minutes to and from school to organize my to-do list for the next day or if it's not my turn to drive obviously not doing that while I'm the designated driver (laughs) but um you know just having that and having that chance to talk through things and and debrief about different things that are going on or um, happening, you know, in the classroom and talking through ideas so that when I get home, I can go, okay, yep, talk that out. Um, I'm ready to sort of switch off and, and you know, be, be at home. Um, yeah.
0: I like that carpooling idea. It's a nice way to start the day that, you know, conversation with others and... Mm you know, potential to distract you from all of the things that you have on your to-do list that you're thinking about doing, Yes, yes. But I
1: I like the idea too, Aaron, of what you you spoke about when maybe you're not carpooling, but the idea of leaving what happened at work, at work, and that obviously in your setting, you've got to come home, be a father, be yourself, be be a husband, all those certain things. And I find sometimes if you're not able to have that separation, you can find that mood is brought home and I think Mm. it's really important to to have that separation and, you know, to think through those different events, but if possible um, leaving them there because you want to come Mm. home and be the best that you can be, depending upon where you're going
3: home. to. Yeah. Yeah. And just on that, what you're saying, James, is like one thing I do, like we've talked about the, the dump pad at nighttime, but I'll sometimes just for a few minutes sit in the car and I'll go, what have I been thinking about? I'll write it down. Um, because then I don't have to remember it for tomorrow. Um, you know, I've I've thought about it on the way home, had a mental chat with myself, um, take a few notes. Okay, switch off. The thoughts are there for tomorrow when I pick that thing up. Or, you know, in reality, maybe it's something I have to do after the, you know, we've had dinner mm. and the kids are in bed, but I've got that out and I'm ready to sort of, you know, have, like you said, that family time.
2: How about you, Beck? I... I used to have the commute to myself and I would play my tunes, however inappropriate lyrics may be, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I, I found I haven't had now that my daughter's um, carpooling with me, <laughs> she goes to school. So it's it's something that's been an interesting reflection to realise how much of a downtime that was when it was me in the car with my songs, with my Spotify playlists going um, to getting home. So I have this like a massive almost uh, brain dump when I get home to my husband and he says, how was your day? I haven't, I think had that kind of Yeah, What's been going on? So that's been an interesting reflection and I'm not sure how to, to move from that, but it, it's been interesting to go, well, hang, I don't have any time to myself. I wake up, I'm with my daughter, I take my daughter to school, I'm straight at work, I'm with other people at work. And then um, then it's full on and then with my daughter home and then home with the whole family. So um, it, it's a nice shout out to myself that I need to make sure I find time, uh, find a way to do that during the day to have that downtime. But that was my downtime and it worked very well for me. I know some people podcast or um, yeah. you know, get on the phone and catch up with a friend on their way home, that kind of thing. But for me, it was my music. That was my downtime. Um, it's been handy having someone in the car, though, when you suddenly do have a brain dump while you're uh, driving, because then I'm like, can you just text me this? And Nara, text
3: me. <laughs>
2: It'll be like, text me, SIP initiative two, uh, remember budget. Oh, <laughs> she'll have no idea what she's texting me.
3: What <laughs> but, is you know, this weird code?
2: <laughs> <laughs> she just rolls her eyes and goes, okay, she texts um, me, whatever it is now. So that's handy when you know you have those shower thoughts, but they're car thoughts. Yeah. Uh, at least now I've got a little buddy that can text them to me when that happens. <laughs> Um, but I, I think the, the importance of that downtime to, yeah, that separation between, um, home and school. So I was one of those people that had the basket. I remember mine was red with yellow handles. My mum gave it to me when I started teaching, because that's what you had back in the day. You all had a teacher basket that you took your marking home or whatever work home, or if you were like me and even handwritten, um, some programs back in the day, taking this massive basket of here's your unpaid work that you can do at home. And it sat there next to the lounge as a constant reminder that, yeah, you can just keep working and work-life balance doesn't matter. And you've got free time. Why aren't you doing more work? So um, ended up getting to the point now where I don't do that anymore. Mm. If there's marking to be done I've learned that the best practice is marking with the child to give them feedback there's no point taking anything home and marking it at home doesn't serve the child therefore there's no point using my time and energy to do it like that Um, I know that might be different for some of our high school teachers that are marking assessments and things like that but this was this is for my you know experience Um, and also it wasn't good mental for your mental health to be taking home this symbol of why aren't you doing more work in your personal time? Mm. You know, like you said, those are our paid hours and we know teachers put in more. um, But we also need to set an example for, you know, just because you're at home and you're on the lounge doesn't mean you don't deserve that time on your lounge to veg out however the hell you want to veg out, you know. That symbol there that there's work that's left undone, which is always going to be undone. There's always going to be the to-do list, like Alice said. Um, That's not healthy. So I'm in a position now where I have, zero work stuff in my home. I mean, uh, I I have uh, reading material. I have books, many, many books, which we've shared before. Uh, Anything that's a resource like um, chalk or playing cards or whatever is because I have children in my home that are using them. They're not here because I'm storing teaching resources. Uh, And I know if you're a casual teacher or anything like that, uh, obviously, you need to keep those resources in your home. That That's different. That's the, the nature of your position. And, and there's no shame whatsoever if you are someone that has lots of resources at home. But this is what I had to do so that I can have downtime at home. I can't have that constant presence of here's all the work things that you could be doing instead of spending quality time with your children or your partner or yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of how I've managed my downtime better is not having school stuff at home. I, lo- <laughs> I, love
3: that I was I was gonna say I just I stopped taking my students' workbooks on a holiday because they would just come home and stay in the tub and go back to school and perhaps they miss coming on a holiday to my house each each night. Or, you know, <laughs> which I, so actually, like, well, I, is I probably lost <laughs> mm. But uh, you know I used to tell myself at least I'm, I'm taking them home. Or what? I didn't bother anyone. <laughs>
0: Oh, Stella. <laughs> um, oh,
2: Stella. <laughs>
0: not a happy camper this afternoon. I was going to say, um, back along the lines of what you were talking about, I feel like this year is the first time that I've actually truly allowed myself to have downtime and not feel guilty about it. Good. and just to go you know what it'll still be there tomorrow
1: it will be mm-hmm. i
0: don't get a gold star for doing it in my own time at home no. i may as well spend my work time doing my work if you don't
2: get more pay for it no you get overtime. Right.
0: <laughs> you know my kids are only little for a short period of time so i thought you know what i'm going to enjoy my my family time and and doing all the extra things that i like to to do including podcasting with you guys um <laughs> And yeah, it's been really it's almost been like a release to go, you know what? I actually have time to sit and watch copious amounts of you know Netflix in the night if I choose to, like and right. not feel guilty about it. Mm. You're sit and, and binge watch parks and recreation or
2: yes.
0: <laughs> and I think and, you know, that and, sorry, sorry, James
1: sorry, you go. I was just gonna say, like we've got such an important role as leaders and you know our, our other colleagues who have leaders of making that a culture within our schools, for for people yeah. and for our, for our colleagues not to be feeling guilty that they didn't stay up to 7 mm. o'clock doing those extra things, that mm-hmm. they got home, we should be celebrating that. If a colleague said, I went home, and you know, I went and spent time with my family, I went and kicked the soccer ball, I did this, how awesome is that? You know, we've yeah. got a really important job as leaders because I think that's how hard, Alice, that it's taken you, you know, you, you threw this far into your career and it's kind of like, now that you're realizing that you know you've had that aha moment, yeah, you, you know, kind of thing, which I think is so important for for us to embrace and and to, to to spread the word about.
0: Yeah, and I think amongst other things, that's you know one of the contributing factors to teacher burnout is the fact that we take lots of stuff home, yeah. we work lots of hours, you know, in our night times, and you know, sacrifice our weekends and our family time, and really. The kids in the classroom don't notice. Parents don't certainly nah. don't notice. Our colleagues wouldn't even have That's a clue right. unless
1: we told them. So it reminds me of that iceberg picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're going yeah. down and you're spending all those hours at home, people don't see that. Yeah, nah. you know, no. kind of thing.
2: I mean, other teachers know about it, but even yeah. in, like in my, in my twenty-year career, the the time that I spent staying up to midnight doing stuff in my early career is not the same way. I've been spending time outside of school hours now. And it is uh, much more detrimental, I think, to my mental health, what the workload is now to be doing that. So when I think of my early years yeah I was up late but I was also making costumes I was making mm. costumes for the kids I was laminating their beautiful artworks or I was you know putting backings on their artworks or I was fixing some of their artworks <laughs> 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 depending depending on what they'll dominate that day or they were things that I was prepping for a great display or I was testing out my science experiments you know it, it was lots of teaching and Mm. learning and good quality stuff as opposed to staying up late now doing more mandatory training or doing more of the red tape paperwork or doing, um, Lots of all, yeah. yeah, lots of that admin stuff that's been added into our workload that wasn't in the workload when I started teaching.
1: And I think that's the important difference. But we have so many of our colleagues who love doing those things, and that's okay. <laughs> it's not saying if you do work at home, you're back because mm. there's so many people who get joy of doing those things, yeah. which are fun. Yeah, you know what I mean yeah. that they enjoy. Yeah. Which I think but you know, you need like to you balance said, balance
2: your family as well as yeah. Yeah, that's it. And and balance, does it serve you and your kids? You Mm -hmm. know, what's that priority Mm -hmm. there? So for for me, I know we got an extension on some of that mandatory training. As soon as I heard extension, I said, good, I've got other things that are more important to my kids in the classroom than making sure I've ticked a box that I've ticked for 20 years already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Funny.
0: Now, looking here in our show notes, there's a book recommendation Tell me a little bit about that. Who's recommending a book and what is it that you're recommending? It's me. Who would have guessed? (laughs) Beck loves a good book.
2: I do. And this is so good. It's one that I bought ages ago and it has been sitting in the pile that I just haven't got to. And a colleague of mine started reading it and he finished it in a weekend. He said, this is amazing. You've got to read it. It's called Atomic Habits. Uh, not specific to education it's more about um, changing your habits and changing your ways totally applicable to our students especially if they've got um, behavior needs of some kind absolutely applicable to what we're talking about today those habits that we have in the day Um, and one of the things that came out of it uh, is this great notion that's called habit stacking so James if you want to incorporate um some walking in the morning was it say you were saying going for yes a walk in the morning. exercise
1: any type of exercise any type of exercise Physical.
2: so the, in this book it will recommend be very specific about what the habit is that you want to do very specific about where you want to do it what time and if you can attach it to a habit that you currently have you'll be more successful in doing it so for example, if your habit is going to be, okay, I go to the car and put my bag in the car and then I go for a walk around the block and then get in the car and go to work, you'll be more successful at incorporating exercise into your morning routine than you would be if you just went, I think at some point in the morning, I'll go for a walk without actually being really explicit about how you do it. So this book- I agree with that. It's It's got such great notion around it. And it it makes me also think about- um some of those triggers in our kids uh behavior when it comes to those um uh negative behaviors uh it's become a habit habit for them and how they can get out of those habits by developing good habits and if you're someone who's finding it hard to balance the work-life balance you know thing that's going on there have a look at this book because it teaches you so much about how the mind is connected to our habits and our body and how long it takes and and all those different things being really specific about uh what you want to do there so you know if you want to manage your time effectively during the day absolutely recommend this book and just how it it talks about developing really good habits
0: Mm. Mm, good suggestion thanks beck that leads us into our key takeaways Aaron, you've been a bit quiet up there for a little bit.
3: <laughs> <I'm just laughs> what thinking, is your just key pondering. takeaway? Just thinking and pondering. Um, I I don't know if I've got anything, I guess, new necessarily to take away, but um, I guess to the chat has been about some of the the good things that I already have in my, I guess, day-to-day routine Um that are that are working well, and maybe just like a few tweaks, um, here and there, with regards to, um, you know, still just being organised and efficient. I like, you know, the hearing, you know, the things that I think, oh, this is this a good time save a good tip, and hearing you guys say, oh, yeah, I do this too. Go, oh yeah, that that is a routine or a situation yeah. that works. So I think it's been affirmation good to, of what you doing. Yeah, to been. to have those, you know, to have the chat about you know what's working and and what we're doing you know to to make sure that we're doing our job efficiently and effectively but i think the key takeaway you know that i'll you know always be reminding myself of is like you know the chat that we've just been having about making sure that we're not you know burning ourselves to the ground and that we are making sure that we you know leave the to do list because it will always it will always be there and it will be there even if we are not um because we have to look after ourselves first. Because if we don't, then we're not really any good to anybody. And we're not even able to do our job well. So I think uh, making sure that we do have that, you know, I know I've said it before, I don't know if balance is the right word, because balance, you know, equates to, you know, things that are equal. And sometimes in our lives, it's not always going to work out equally. But we're, you know, making time for you know, being a person and making time for for work as well. And, you know, prioritizing both of those things is is important.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
3: Like um, even that, you know, timetable thing, making sure that we're making, you know, these are the times I'm going to switch off and I'm going to do something for me. I'm going to watch Netflix or I'm going to, you know, do this thing that I enjoy. Maybe it's painting or, you know, a hobby or something that, you know, I enjoy doing. I'm going to you know timetable that in like beck said with a little you know it's great to have it on a to-do list but then actually transferring it to our week and timetabling things out so that it doesn't just stay on the to-do list and never get done
2: yeah i've been painting these holidays that's so funny that you said that
3: <laughs> there you go know.
2: might be able to
0: share a snapshot of it Beck. i will when they're done <laughs> <laughs> nice nice to see you doing something non-education related as such <laughs> james how many have you got for us this week
1: just just the one this week alice Ooh. mixing it up from the three to one <laughs> um but i really like the idea uh or the notion that beck was talking about if you're saying that you're going to be doing something with regarding to a habit being really specific about it so saying if i want to exercise more when am i going to exercise well i'm going to exercise at 5 30 a.m where is it going to be it's going to be at the gym, how how am I going to make it happen? What am I going to be doing? I'm going to be packing my bag beforehand. I'm going to put my bag. I really like the notion of spelling spelling it out more. Or there might be a lot of who, who think about food prep. What is it that you're going to not just say I'm going to do food prep next week for the week before? When are you going to do it? What are you going to be cooking? When are you going to be buying the ingredients? Really spelling it out more to set yourself up for success. And I, I forget. Um, again, it depends upon the research, what you look at, but remember when you're starting something new and making it a habit, it takes it a while for it to become a habit. Then part of everyday, you know, Mm -hmm. nature, again, depending upon the research out there, whether it's the 21 to 90 rule of 21 days to kind of make it a habit, the 90 days to put it into, you know, um, everyday nature. Um, remember when you start something new, it's hard, it sucks. You might think it's not making a difference. Put that on a Stick mark. it out. That's right. Stick it out because yeah. it takes time to make it a habit. That's my takeaways for the episode, Alice.
2: Nice. I like those ones. Beck. I think I'm going to utilize Aaron's color coding with my to do list. So even though I've got that on there, it might help me in terms of prioritizing what goes where and when and what's most time efficient and effective. So I think I might utilize that one, Aaron.
3: Hmm, no worries yeah, it's a good glad it was help
1: how about you Alice I, oh sorry Aaron
3: oh uh, I was gonna say I think Becca I just came up with that because I would I would always maybe prioritize my non-classroom things and then I go <laughs> I've done everything for everybody else and actually haven't done anything for my classroom yeah. so it's it's helped me go you know what as a normal classroom teacher I'd get two hours of RFF I'm making sure I'm still you know giving myself that time Because otherwise, you know, I think it's just the nature of us. We we do everything for everybody else and then go, oh no, hang on.
0: Poor me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Haven't done my classroom stuff. I now need to do at home.
3: That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My key takeaway is still the same one as I had after James first talked at the beginning of the episode, was around having that, you know, list at the end of the day where you kind of go, right, here's what I've achieved. So almost like that little mini reflection of, you know, I got this done today, like this this is my achievement for the day, celebrate that success, right, what's my plan for tomorrow, here's what I want to tackle, here's what I want to to work towards and, you know, name it, put it on a post-it note, have it on the desk ready to go so that it's, you know it's it's there it's explicit I've it's in my face that I go yep I've got to get that done even if it's you know having a difficult conversation or whatever it might be it's you know it's there I've planned for it and yeah that's that's my takeaway and the lovely Stella her takeaway is that she's fallen asleep right at the end of the episode (laughs) are we that boring
1: are we
2: wore and herself out sharing
0: doing. all of the great ideas
2: next time
0: I she's like struggling
1: animals.
2: it'll just be get on for a podcast guys i need to get yeah. stella to sleep <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey so no, note, no white noise you can just play play our podcast for teachers talking bedtime. <laughs> put her to sleep hey, well i hope it hasn't put everybody this. else to sleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note that does wrap up our episode for today episode 11 a day in the life I hope it gives you a little bit of a snapshot into what our lives are like as teachers and leaders um, I hope you manage to get some takeaways or like Aaron have some of the things the routines and the practices that you have in place affirmed for you which is also really important As always, you can catch us on our socials, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at the Teacher Takeaway Podcast. We'd love to hear some more episode ideas. We've had some great ones coming through. So make sure you check out the ones coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, We've got some really good episode topics that have come through that we're looking forward to talking about. Hope you will join us for those. See you later.